You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I believe we are here with Paul this week. Are we here, Paul? Hello, mate. Yes. It's it's hard to tell sometimes. (laughs) Well, it's good to have you around because uh, I... Do tend to struggle when you're not here, so um, let's go with a topic of your choosing. I am going to pretend like I don't know what we're talking about today. I'm going to say, what's on your mind, Paul? Well, mate, what I was thinking, as you don't know, is uh, is to do an episode on on the best games never made. Best games or the best sequels? Uh, okay, all right, yeah, it's, it's sequels. You know, you were well prepared with that response. It <laughs> makes me think that you might have known what I was going to say. <laughs> I may have not, maybe have not known. Now I just feel like we're gaslighting the listeners. <laughs> I am trying to make sure that we've reached 30 minutes on this one. <laughs> nice. All right. Well played. That is a minor concern of mine as well. We are almost 10% of the way there. All right. So so it is it is the best sequels never made, but I feel like best game never made is like a sexier catch line. You know, no, it's a little more clickbaity. No, it's totally not. No, all right. No. <laughs> but um, you know, to differentiate this from the episode we did about sequels that we wanted to have made is that these are games that were actually in some form of planning or development or some sort of uh, – it was in the cards before the plug got pulled at whatever stage of development it happened to have um, not made it past. So this isn't just – about uh, you know, oh, I really want this sequel to have been made. This is like we're going to look at sequels that were actually somebody out there was like, hmm, here's an idea for a game, and then they decided like, ah, screw it, we're not going to do that. Yeah, and we're going to say, same- well, which are the good ones? Where are the where are the ones that we really think had uh, could have been a great game that we could have really liked with all the evidence pointing towards it that uh, it would have been. Uh, remembered as a classic if they ever actually pulled the trigger on it exactly yeah they're saying us you know lying on our backs on a grassy knoll staring at the clouds saying it's fun to pretend because we could do that forever just you know in a you know imaginary context pulling out all, all kinds of you know wouldn't have been cool if these are games that, that were green lit for at least a moment um, when as far as to have at least some sort of you know outline of a story or concept art or or even a trailer and, not, and all- not necessarily green lit it's just uh, it's something that had to have at least been uh, some sort of a glimmer in the eye of somebody who who could have had a chance to make it. Right, right, and and I'll I'll, I'll warn everybody now that the, the the few I'm going to mention are all adventure games. I, I tried me hardest to to come up with at least one that wasn't an adventure game, and then it, it dawned on me that it was, it was so easy to find cancelled adventure games because you know the whole genre got cancelled. Uh, back in the day, <laughs> for at least a decade that. or so, so it was, <laughs> so it was, it was well easy to, to you know. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the quotes for for one of the games we'll, we'll get into was the uh, the press release. Let's say is like we've decided that now is not the time to release a game to release a graphic adventure game on the PC, which was you know a really nice way of saying there's absolutely no money left in adventure games. Uh, okay, well, I, I'm not sure if I can argue against that. There definitely the money is not there as much as it used to be, but uh, it's kind of funny. If I think, if you look at it, I don't think adventure games ever truly went away. I don't think they ever truly got canceled. Although some of our uh, favorite studios that made those games 
uh, went away instead. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I I would say like two thousand to like you know oh six or nine or whatever. It was it was a bit of a dark age, but it's not like it was ever gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, since you're already talking about press releases and stuff like that, uh, what what do you have for the first entry on this list? Okay, Which, first- apparently it's a list now. <laughs> well shit gonna have to pause the bloody recording if it's a list so i can make one um, <laughs> top three top three top three all right top three in uh in no order on my end uh due to lack of having a list would be uh the first one i'll go with is is probably the the simplest one i've got to say which was full throttle two okay yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and take a break and uh, close my eyes for a bit because i've never played full throttle one <laughs> no worries, mate. I'll, I'll make a, a loud noise when when you should come back on. Right, so, so Full Throttle Two was was fully in development with with Lucas Arts, um, and you know I, I believe it had a storyline. The only thing I wasn't able to really confirm was whether or not it was going to be in 3D. I believe it was. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I recently was was reading an, an interview with one of the blokes who worked on uh, Beneath the Still Sky. Uh, he worked over at Revolution, and uh, he said that. When they were doing Steel Sky, while that was a late '90s game, um, they had a lot of a, a very hard time getting it published because publishers, uh, retailers, etc., were basically saying, you know, if if you don't make it 3D, we're just not interested. Um, which was interesting because you know the the 3D obviously in retrospect looked quite horrible, but still at the time it was bleeding edge, and you know everyone knew that that's what they needed to push the industry forward. So basically, it was really hard to to do a game not in 3D in the late 90s, even if you wanted to. So with that being said, I'm pretty sure Full, Thro- Full Throttle 2 was supposed to be in 3D, and that's going to be one of the one of my kind of arguments as to why I'm glad it wasn't made. Um, Wait, are we talking about games that we don't want made? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> Where I am fl- I? I can fake left, go right. I can flip flop real easy on on full throttle. I'm quite impartial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'll say my my honest feeling is that is that I would like it to have been made because why not? Like just more any more Lucas Arts games, cool. Put it on the plate. Like I I don't want to. It's not like I loathed the first one. I quite enjoyed it, so I can't really say with any you know uh, vehement. Uh, opinions that it shouldn't have been made. So uh, I'll just say that, you know, it, it was one of those games, Full Throttle 1, that wraps up very singularly. It, it's it's a nice beginning to end story. The story is really well done. Um, again, I well enjoyed the game. It's, it's just like a, for me anyway, it's like a, just a, a solid, reliable, dependable B plus game. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but there's also it. It didn't. For me, it lacked a little bit of oomph, a little bit of something. Um, but my point is, is like the way the game starts and ends is is very. There's it's it, there's a lot of finality. Um, you know, the, the, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but basically everything wraps up. There's really no loose ends, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of movies and games where you enjoy it so much that even though the, the the film or the game wraps up perfectly. You just you just want more. So there's this part of us that like hope for sequels, and then when we get the sequel, we're disappointed because it probably shouldn't have been made. Like the yeah, <laughs> like you just you just want more of that world and more of that character, and then when you get it, it's like careful what you wish for because there's really nothing else for that character to do anymore. Yeah, and and I do feel like that that's kind of m- maybe would be the case with full with full throttle. Excuse me, I'm getting excited. Um, 
because again, without spoiling the ending, uh, which makes this actually quite difficult, it um it it just wraps up really neatly. But at the end of the day, the the game was in development. Uh, I know you know Tim Schafer, all those guys were were well into it, and then the dig was having crazy complications. Um, it was a, it was a you know high production game. They had people like Steven Spielberg involved, which I'm sure added a lot of pressure to the situation. So they they called all the guys that were working on Full Throttle 2 and they said, you know, you've, you got to put that on pause and come help us with this bloody dig game so we yeah. can get it out finally. And well, so they did. Well, I'll make it fairly uh, easy for you. Um, I'm not sure if you actually saw this, but um, Pam at Cannot Be Tamed, uh, who was on, as you recall, was a guest on our show. She um, she actually did like a whole full, very in-depth video talking about the production going behind uh, the dig. So if you look up uh, "cannot be tamed," the dig she like covers everything that went into um, making that game. Oh, that's awesome! Actually, I'm gonna check that out right now. Uh, why don't you guys all just just listen to me? Listen to this. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. But yeah, it was with with that context of the production how the dig was going through. Everyone from Full Throttle got pulled over to have to finish the dig, and then by the time they were finished with the dig and went back to Full Throttle two. Uh, LucasArts was like, hey, um, we, we don't exist anymore for games. So you watched that made. entire video just to say that? <laughs> okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> um, well, I mean, sorry, I, I was previously giving you a hard time about like, oh, I, I thought these are the best games that we wanted to get made and not the ones we didn't want to get made. And now you do I sound actually, just like that. Yeah, yeah. that's I, that's my impression of myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, well, anyways, I, I gave you a hard time about it before, but, um, now I sheepishly crawl back and say like, well, that's actually exactly what I'm going to do for my first entry. Um, <laughs> um, this is actually kind of my number one pick, but since it's kind of a little bit off kilter and since you've kind of already established the premise, I'll just let, um, get this off, uh, right at the beginning, but, uh, Loom 2 <laughs> is a sequel it is the best sequel never made because it serves so much of a better purpose by not being made than if it actually existed. And I know technically it would have been the forge or something like that instead of loom. I know apparently somebody like made an attempt at trying to make it or something like that. And, but uh, I don't know. It was, it was planned. I think they had like three games in, uh, planned for the loom series and uh, if you've ever heard me talk about Loom before, then you've heard me say this, but leave Loom alone. It was perfect exactly where it was. And um, some people just don't like bittersweet endings. And that's, I'm not going to say they're stupid, but it's stupid for the game to go any further than that because it's just perfect. Like, I don't always like everything being wrapped up into a tidy little bow and uh, just everything is all happy and smiles and fa la la happy ending. Um, you know, it's like, no, this, it ended perfectly. It was great. Like, just leave it alone. That's all. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that because, um, just shut up. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, wait, was that to me personally? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, we're just moving <laughs> just making on making sure. Well, I, I, <laughs> you, you don't get a rebuttal on this. I, oh, I'm really? Set. Yeah. I'm, I'm set. You, you cannot <laughs> convince me. If there's any okay, fine, you can rebut, but you cannot convince me. All right, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll compromise. I'm gonna I'm gonna rebut, but in in agreement with you. So I guess that's not rebuttal anymore. It's no, just a, that's clearly not. You, you can agree with me by all means. 
Yeah, I don't know what the word for it is, but but agreeing. All right, yeah. So, <laughs> so I used to disagree with you, and and it was just in a, it was in a gluttonous way because I was just like, I, even if I don't like it, looking back, there's just not enough games from from especially LucasArts. There's just not enough of these games that I love. So, you know, why not? Let's just have another. And and it's kind of going back to what I said before. But we you think you want one. But you really kind of don't. And I think Loom is another great example of that because one, to your point, it, it is really nice to have a game that, that has a, has a darker sort of ending. Darker is a bit dramatic, but, but you know what I mean? It feels like you've actually been through something. It, it doesn't have this, you know, falsehood of, of, you know, like you said, a bow on top and la la la, which I, I love that bit. <laughs> but, um, it's, it, it's, it's like you, you think you, Okay, so the whole story in Loom, and again, I, I won't spoil anything specific. No, you can spoil. Like, seriously, it's Statute of Limitations. It's like 30 years or something since it's been out. People have had time. They could, <laughs> You could play this game in like four hours. Like, seriously, it's their fault if no one's played it yet. Yeah, yeah that's – all right, fair enough. All right, so so it's – he goes through a basically a complete arc in this game, and – Everything is settled and done except for the fact that things are in ruin and it must be rebuilt. And I just, I think this is the perfect example of how it's like, well, you know, it leaves room for a sequel so we can see, you know, how the city was, was rebuilt again and, and what happens now. I mean, he's just left in, in basically a wasteland and, you know, what happens to him? And it's like, I feel like I would say to, to those who, who, you know, want the sequel, which used to be me, I would say, the exciting part is over. Like that was the fun yeah. part. The the construction and the rebuilding is is probably not the best story. Like like that was the fun bit. <laughs> like just assume that they slowly rebuilt things and life eventually moved on. Because, you know, the the good part's over. Like I don't want to watch like a city being rebuilt again. You just kind of have to ask yourself like what what are they bloody going to do in yeah. in the next one? I will go so far as to uh this is the furthest I will go to um approving of a second game is if there was something uh in the same universe like they said um the forge would have been the you know the blacksmith guild and that was like kind of the idea for the next game if they're going to do that in which they don't even touch allude to or in any way handle the uh the events of the story from loom one then i'd be okay with that if it's just same universe different story totally disconnected then okay, fine, I'll I'll deal with that. But a sequel, no. Okay. Well, all right. Let me ask you an unnecessarily difficult question. So, if if um, Brian Mor- Mori Moriarty, Mor- is that the bad guy from Sherlock or his last name? No, Brian Moriarty. Uh, is, okay. Um, <laughs> if if he and the entire original crew in the year twenty twenty one said we're gonna make a new game. If we can make Loom 2 and nothing else, what would you say? So basically, you, you get a brand new game from the original people, and it's Loom 2, or you get nothing at all. What do you pick? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather they didn't. I'd rather they put that towards something else. I'd rather the story just be left as it is. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not one of those... Star Wars people who are like, yeah, you ruined my childhood. It's like if they made it and I don't like it, I could just be like, I'd rather they didn't do that. I'm just going to go back to pretending this didn't exist and then just be going on with the rest of my life. Right, right. And and as I've found, pretending things don't exist is is actually rather easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the technique I employ often. Um, 
All right. No, that was a good answer. So, yeah, I, I'd rather they didn't. So I, I just want to say that. But if they do, I mean, like, there's worse things to complain about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. That was, that was good. That was a very diplomatic answer. I like that. I like to think I'm reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for, uh, probably. So for my next one, I've got... Um, <laughs> uh, let's see which one do I want to do uh, I'm going to do alright this one I've got uh, Leisure Suit Larry 8 um, right. which uh, has uh, had a title which uh, would be what was it uh, Leisure Suit Larry Explores Uranus classic um, and uh, <laughs> very punny <laughs> um, what I what I liked about this the idea for this uh, this game is that um, at the end of, of Leisure Suit Larry Seven, uh, Love for Sale, the, there's a uh, a post credits um, scene, which uh, which was pretty cool. You know, I, I don't want to go as far as to say ahead of its time, but you know, I just said it, so um, it, it was pretty cool. So the, at the end of the credits, you see Leisure Suit Larry uh, get uh, abducted by a spaceship. Spaceship pulls down and beams Larry up. And it says, uh, you know, coming in, in uh, 1998, uh, Leisure Suit Larry Explores Uranus. So I uh, I would really have liked to have seen this made because they told us it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, a strong reason to want to see it. It's it's pretty bold to be like, it's it's coming in this year and this is its name. And then just crickets, just nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, you know, it's, it, it, it's it, I think Larry's one of those characters one of those series is that uh it, it's not really necessarily about like a, a character arc it's just if you like it then you'll want to see more of it it's you know what i mean kind of as simple as that it's it there's no i don't think with larry there's really a legacy to destroy <laughs> well i mean yes well, no. yeah. like at, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> at this point there isn't but um <laughs> and i i say that in the sense of like uh Assuming, you know, which this Leisure Suit Larry would have been led by Al Lowe. So, you know, assuming the original creators are at the steering wheel, I, I don't feel like, you know, there, there wasn't a, there wasn't like a, a arc that they were going to break or destroy in, in making. There's really no argument as to why Al Lowe shouldn't have made another Larry. You know, they didn't, they right. didn't, uh, they didn't wrap up seven in such a way that you get this, you know, overwhelming sense of finality. I think seven. Um, if you just kind of look at it on its very own, is is a complete game. It has has its beginning. It has its ending, um, and you could just kind of ignore the post credit scene. But but you know they did throw that in the post credit scene. So you're not worried that Leisure Suit Larry Eight would have like destroyed the lore? <laughs> no, no, I, I, just, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I I, I struggle to. <laughs> they wouldn't have contradicted the canon and uh, retconned things. Exactly, exactly. I don't, I don't think that that it would have gone, you know, I don't think there's a way to go full Star Wars with, with the Larry games. I just don't think it's possible. Like, it's, you know, as long as as long as he doesn't become like a, like a born again religious person or whatever. <laughs> oh no, you're is, ruining my childhood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just seems it seems really hard to to imagine a way that, that you could actually you know tarnish Larry in that sense. Now, I don't want to say it's impossible to to mess up Leisure Suit Larry because there was Magna Cum Laude or whatever, um, which is I'm sure fine. Um, I don't think so. I think that was actually horrible. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, I guess uh, it wasn't Larry Laffer in that game. It was Larry Lovable or some shit. So, so there was it, like a nephew or something. Yeah, yeah, really weird. And and I know they they did Al pretty dirty on that game. They they made him think that he could be involved, and then they Ugh. just stopped talking to him. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, exactly. So uh, another reason that eight should have been made is because if they made eight, we probably wouldn't have had to have dealt with that whole. Uh, fiasco and when i say dealt with it having not played it i just mean being like oh my god there's a leisure suit larry game i wasn't aware of called magna cum laude and then seeing a screenshot of it and being like oh never mind yeah i I, i'm pretty sure i i that's probably uh i believe the way you're pronouncing it is the proper pronunciation but i think the way it's supposed to be pronounced for the sake of a larry title was magna cum loud oh oh that's gross okay (laughs) (laughs) yucky all right well they've never been subtle about that stuff i'll give them that Uh, well and so for for everyone listening just that thing i say often maybe it was was canadian magna cum laude eh? (laughs) nice (laughs) i really enjoyed that i'm not sure i've ever heard you say a before which has been disappointing to be honest (laughs) so i'm glad you did finally (laughs) <laughs> frankly the the lack of times you bring up maple syrup is extremely saddening to me um goes against everything i thought i knew about about you lot um <laughs> well, you've never actually sat down with me for a meal that's true and I, and I will say behind the scenes you do talk about poutine quite a bit <laughs> um anyway so so the people listening don't have to google it if if they are just now hearing about eight um, I'll just give you a, a really quick rundown of what it was supposed to be like as I, uh, as I not read this off a screen. So he gets brought to a planet with like Amazonian women. Um, they're the hunters. They basically killed off all their men because they're, they're the alphas in the situation or whatever. Um, and they get to a point where they realize that they can't reproduce anymore, which I guess they realized like when the last guy died. I don't know. Um, so. What I thought was clever about this was that the reason Larry gets picked up by them was tied into Leisure Suit Larry 7, which is another reason I would have liked to have seen it made, um, where when Larry's on the uh, the cruise ship, the PMS Bouncy, according to the screen here, uh, my memory is not that good, They, they uh, Larry wins a, a, a trophy for being like, you know... the. Uh, the, the top man, the, the, the thighs man trophy competition, and, and he wins it for being the sexiest man alive. Um, I bet you there's some real tomfoolery behind how he wins it too. Um, so anyway, they, they basically pick up a transmission from this cruise ship and, and hear, oh, this guy is, you know, Earth's mightiest man. So that's the reason why they choose to pick Larry up for this mission to help them reproduce their planet. I see. Repopulate, whatever. So anyway, that's what it was basically me about. And okay. uh, would have liked to have seen it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to talk about games that really didn't get much further than just like a couple of um, thoughts and <laughs> whispers. Yeah, it it really is. I, I almost wish they would. They could just dump dump all this stuff online at some point. Like, just keep, tell us everything since it's definitely not happening. Mine yeah. as well. Well, I mean, I think a lot of these didn't really get much further than just sort of like, hey, this is my next idea. And then there's like, eh. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, and that's a good point, because with how little like the, the storyline for, for Leisure Suit Larry 8 that I'm reading is is two paragraphs. And 
there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of thought behind it, but they were mm. so confident in it that they put the title of it at the end of seven. They're like, well, we have a title, so you know, we'll just <laughs> we'll just write a story around the title, I guess, because we told everyone that's yeah. what it's called. Actually, uh, this, this just popped into my head uh, right now because, um, and, and I'll include it just because um, I, I'm pretty sure this is a thing, but uh, I I totally don't know a hundred percent. Uh, I remember the stories and like the rumors of it happening at the time. Um, but apparently there was actually a version of Ultima nine that got pretty well into production before it got scrapped and they started over again and made the Ultima nine that we know today. Um, so, uh, yeah, just as a sort of a throwaway honorable mention, if that did exist, if that was true and I am just, um, uh, too lazy to Google it right now, but to <laughs> verify. But uh, that would have been great because I think, uh, you know, um, I don't want to be too harsh on Ultimate 9, but I'm going to be harsh on Ultimate 9. Uh, I'd really rather that Ultimate 9 was completely different. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, after talking to Richard Garriott, I understand why things happened the way they did, but uh, I can always hope that they weren't that way. Uh, so. <sighs> I guess for my next one is, um, I guess the one game on here that's not an adventure game, but it kind of is because it's an RPG. Um, but it's actually Knights of the Old Republic three, which mm. was planned out. Um, and it never got made. And there's a little distinction to make. Star Wars, the Old Republic, the MMO game is. Uh, not a sequel to Knights of the Old Republic. It's sort of like in the same general, um, uh, I don't know how to really describe it in terms of canon, what with like the whole state of the Star Wars universe as it is right now. But, you know, it's basically in the same kind of story vein, but you know, much later and unrelated. And I understand that they're actually making a new Knights of the Old Republic game, which I think is more of a reboot. I think they're just basically picking and choosing various pieces of the original game uh, to um, basically reboot it into something that will be included into the new current Star Wars canon. So I don't know exactly which aspects they're taking, but they said that the, part of the purpose of making the game is so that they can reintroduce at least some of the elements into um, the new Star Wars canon. But... That's the Old Republic 3 is actually an idea that they had uh, in the sense that they always had Knights of the Old Republic planned out as a trilogy. Like that was always going to be the idea. That was always going to be the plan. I don't know if you've played any of these games, Paul, but um, actually, wait, you, you never play role playing games in general, so I'm sure you haven't. The, um, uh, the, the first one. I, I played it just like a couple years ago and it holds up. It is just a fantastic game. Uh, I didn't play the second one yet just because I remember hearing all these horror stories about it being kind of like largely unfinished. There was like um, huge, huge sections of the game that was locked away on the disc because it just got dropped. Like I'm not talking like unlockable or anything like that. I mean, like there's like huge parts of the game that are sort of like, ah, screw it. We're not going to include that, just bury it away and make it inaccessible. As people actually went onto the disc and found these files for all these things. Uh, and I think possibly there's mods now that actually try to restore as much of that content as possible. Oh, cool. So uh, at least they eventually got that right. So even when Knights of the Old Republic 1 came out, 
it's like it, it was a great game and still holds up in a lot of ways today. So you can only imagine with technology being uh, a few years on how great that could have been. So um, just just by that alone, I, it was a great, awesome story. It was um, uh, I loved it because it had all the aspects that we love from the Star Wars universe without being in um, pretty much without being in any way really directly connected to the uh, the uh, I guess they call it the Skywalker saga now. Like it had nothing to do with the movies or anything. I think that was just perfect. I just want there to be Star Wars that isn't. <laughs> just another, like, just milking what's left, you know, uh, trying to draw water from a stone that is the husk of the uh, Skywalker saga. <laughs> <laughs> just let, just let it, let it go. Just leave it be now. Move on <laughs> to new things. But then they do all this, like, oh, let's have a solo prequel and Boba Fett somewhere, and uh, just, just leave it. It's it's a, it's a galaxy. There's other things to explore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, 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 without going off on a tangent or, or totally. Oh, I've off already topic. tangented this thing like way beyond what I intended. But you know, I just. Well, the, I'll just bandwagon and say real quick. I, I, Hollywood, if you if you're listening, which you ain't, stop doing origin stories. Just stop. Yes. Like, yes. It, it, it doesn't matter how they got there. What's, <laughs> the, the interesting bit is happening now. And nothing before that. We like, I get it. They were once a child, and they might have went to school, and they had a bad experience, and now they're here. Like, oh, you know what? I, I, I'm actually, I, I actually really enjoyed the sequels, like the sequel trilogy. Uh, I admit they're flawed. I mean, I admit they're heavily flawed. And uh, with certain people, I will spend time um, making fun of those flaws. But overall, I can't deny that I actually did really enjoy them. Uh, so, as long as they end it now. I'm fine with it, but I, I totally agree with you. I think the problem with a lot of prequels uh, these days, and especially with the Solo movie that came out uh, a couple of years ago, it's like they tend to over-explain things. I think they did this with the, the Star Trek reboot too, where it's like, hey, remember everything that we referenced at the course of the movies? Let's explain all of that in two hours just to prove that we saw the other movies. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I didn't need to know how this happened like you're explaining trivial things that nobody asked about <laughs> exactly like oh he was almost named tiberius but then he wasn't thanks guys something like that yeah or <laughs> what every star wars fan was saying when they were waiting in line to go see solo was like boy i sure hope they explain how he got that paradise you see for a split second yes. in that one movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, I just you know, but you 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 really nailed exactly my thoughts on it. It's so like prequels just stop trying to explain everything. In fact, just please stop existing. Exactly. Yeah, I'll end it here and just say that like Star Trek was a great example because they were like, they're like, guess what? Before Spock was a man, he was a child, and here's him <laughs> getting bullied at school. Like, thanks, guys. I really needed help visualizing how he might have became a man on a ship today. It's like these aren't the interesting bits about him. God. Okay, um, so that is my pick, my second pick, Knights of the Old Republic 3, uh, which I have not gone on a tangent about. Before we move on really quickly, did you did you mention that, that there was going to be, that the, the third game would have been official canon? Yeah, or, um, well, at the time, possibly, but uh, as of right now, before the new trilogy started, they said that basically all of the expanded universe, like the novels, the comics, and everything that came out before the new trilogy, that's been uh, decanonized. 
Okay, so basically it, it would have been canon for a while, and then it wouldn't have been again. I guess basically, probably, yeah, we could say that. Right. So that that's I, I why just... they're making the um, uh, the reboot, so they could say, okay, well, now that that's been decanonized, uh, there's a few things that we do want to keep in here, so we're going to bring it back. Gotcha. And they're right. probably going to have to do a little bit of adapting to make it a little bit more um, uh, fit in with the uh, with the new with the canon of the new movies. Got it. Okay. No, because I, I, I like the idea. I feel like it, it just lends uh, gives gives these adventure games like some sort of weight. Uh, you were the one that that uh, pointed out to me um, through through I believe a, a collection that you bought that Fate of Atlantis became official canon for for Indiana Jones. Yes. That's cool. So what happened was I. Um, I found I got the uh, the lost journal of Indiana Jones, and uh, it's like this. It's like a book with uh, a lot of uh, notes and um, um, recaps of the entire uh, trilogy plus the other one. And um, there's actually uh, a couple of pages in there between the real trilogy and that other one, where um, it actually. <laughs> is dedicated towards referencing Fate of Atlantis. And this is like an official canon book. It's actually a mini version of this was included in the Blu-ray box set. So it's like totally officially official. And um, and I also just noticed that there is, in the Fate of Atlantis pages, it mentions that he meets Sophia again uh, 10 years later. Which is actually a reference to Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. So now that's actually kind of canon too, because they directly referenced the events of that game. That's cool. That's that attention to detail. I, I bloody love. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not even just like oh, this game mentioned a character. Like no, this is actually like in the pages of the Lost Journals of uh, Indiana Jones. So this is like it's written down in the canon. That, that's which it gets my my nerdness my nerd sense tingling i'm sorry that was a gross <laughs> um <laughs> it gets grosser when you keep thinking about it all right anyway it, it, i i get i get chuffed about that because i i just like the idea of of somebody who who doesn't know anything about you know adventure games and blah 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 buying the blu-ray set and and flipping through the pages and being like oh there's something called fate of atlantis and blah 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 like that's mm-hmm. i don't know something just i i can't really explain why why that's uh why that tickles me? Stop saying stuff like that, mate. He says to himself, oddly, out loud. Um, all right. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to try and rescue myself. I'm going to move on to my my last one, my third pick here. Um, before I do, two two honorable mentions. One is uh, Sam and Max 2. Um, that was that game got canceled. That was the one uh, that that quote came from that I mentioned in the very beginning of this episode where he's just like, you know, we don't think it's smart to put out a, a, a graphic adventure right now. Um so that game got scrapped. Obviously, Telltale picked up on it and, and released um, quite a, quite a few of them, which I, I haven't checked out yet because I'm, I'm a snob about like horrible looking 3D games, and that's where that falls in. <laughs> but one day, one day maybe, probably not. I'll check them out. And the uh, the other is um, this is a, a, a recent one. So so forgive me. I'm you know I'm pulling a Mulligan card here. Um, I was just personally really bummed out. Uh, speaking of Telltale, when they went under because they were supposedly working on a Stranger Things game, and I'm just I'm just bummed that that never happened. I think that would have that would have fit their their engine and, and their way of doing games really well. Um, and I was just super bummed that didn't happen. But I will say, uh, our, our mates at Infamous Adventures, Infamous Quests, did a really cool Stranger Things point and click demo. 
um, that if, if you weren't aware of it or whatever, go, go check that out. Uh, I think it's on their itch page, itch.io page. I've never said that out loud. <laughs> itch.io? Yeah, maybe. Itch.io? Right. You got to do the weird pause. Like, I think you do. Anyway. Itch.io. Um, that's proper. Yeah, that, that felt good. All right. Um, all right. So for my last one, and I've been, I've been saving it because I'm trying to spare everyone listening for me banging on about Space Quest again. But just buckle up. I'm gonna. We're gonna get through this together. Um, is is Space Quest Seven? I can't not bring this up. I mean, you had to have seen it coming. It it's probably has the most merit to bring up because it's it it's. Uh, I don't need to justify this. All right. I'm just gonna just gonna. <laughs> now I'm getting aggressive towards everyone for no reason. Um, I don't know. I, I still think uh, you know what I'm going to say. I still think you're going in the wrong direction. I think that series should have been one game fewer rather than one game more. <laughs> I'm I'm taking the Star Wars route. We just just keep bloody making them until they're good again. <laughs> <laughs> we we need a no. prequel that explains how Roger became a janitor. Yeah, we need a. Pre- <laughs> but but how will I, how else will I ever know whether or not he was a child before he was a man? <laughs> Um, all right. So, Who so are his parents? <laughs> was he bullied that one time in fifth grade and that shaped his personality? I don't know. Um, they'll, they'll talk about why he's a narcoleptic and always has to nap. <laughs> or how his like stepfather made him religiously clean the house. So now he... Wait, Roger Wilco is Gwydion? <laughs> uh, now I'm just, just thinking of like a black and white indie film version on Roger. Just take all the funny <laughs> things out of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of close-ups on him chewing food for some reason um, all right anyway so my, my my thing with this is is i, I did enjoy six um and i i can't i wish i didn't because because then i could just ignore it and the way five ends with with him and beatrice in the ship saying engaged whatever it's it's a perfect end to a character's arc but they they did make six where they you know, make him a janitor again and introduce him to, 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 um, Stellar. Thank you. Stellar with the, the hot dog forehead thing. And, <laughs> and it's just, it's just baffles me as to how that, how that happened. He, he, the way five ends with Beatrice a- after learning about her in four and, and then ending with her on five. And then, you know, for them to just act like that didn't happen and him meet, Meet Stellar. Like, oh, no, it's okay, even that- worse. It's worse. They acknowledged that it happened, and they still went through with the Stellar storyline. Exactly. I was just going to say that as oh, sorry. one of our no, no, sorry, as one of our, our listeners had, had had mentioned to us, uh, reminded us, whatever, that at the very end of the game, they're like, "What will Beatrice think of this?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, help me help you, mate. You just keep digging the hole worse and worse. Because if, if they left that part out, we could either say like, "Oh, that was just a standalone adventure," or. You know, maybe maybe it was a prequel. Or this happened. I, I guess not because the way it starts. Yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking. It's it's really weird, especially that they tied that in, and it kind of sets up seven to where it's like, I don't think anybody wants like a silly, fun Roger Wilco game to be like, you know, really just about like a love triangle. That doesn't sound fun to me anyway. But it's like, I feel like that's what they'd have to address at that point. Is like, you know, that that you, is you actually ended- a very good point. Um, Roger Wilco as a character does not lend well to a love triangle storyline in which he's like the guy amongst two women fighting for his attention, like you know, like an Archie Andrews. Like he's not, yeah. he's not the guy that women should be fighting over. You know, exactly, exactly. It, not only does he not seem like that type, but he doesn't seem equipped to even be able to handle it if he was, and. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I also kind of have to ignore a lot of the the premise of six because it makes Rogers look like kind of a dick. Like you know, you really <laughs> you ended the previous game with the girl that you know you have a son with, but then you fall for a different girl, and it's super so, weird. So, so we're saying that Space Quest Seven should or shouldn't exist. Exactly. I'm what? saying both of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been going on this. I've been in my head all day about this, trying to trying to pick a side. And and I think you just gave me the out to say <laughs> I don't know. Maybe our listeners could decide for me because I could see the plus. We need some closure. That you know, tell us what the hell goes on without making it too much of a love triangle thing. But at the same time, like you know, maybe it would be like a Star Wars. Really, you know, just kind of keep keep mucking it up, trying to get that like lightning in a bottle back. And, and maybe just let it be. Plus, I, I can't ignore that the, the, there's a trailer out there for the seventh one, and it's just that typical horrendous late 90s 3D that I probably could do without. In the end, I think what was supposed to happen happened, and that's that the, the two guys are going to make their own game, and, and we'll just be happy with that. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'd want it. Yeah, I really don't know. I've thought about it all day, and I still don't have an answer. Well, listeners, I really hope that you listen to us as a time killer, because we are a fantastic way to waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best sequel ever made? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> um, mine's actually going to be really quick, because there's really not a whole heck of a lot. Um to say about this because there's not a lot that has been said about this except that Christy Marks was asked about what game she would have made um, in the Conquest series and she did go on record to say that if she stuck around at Sierra and if they did make a third game um, it would have been the Conquests of Charlemagne Ooh. which uh, is pretty fantastic and uh you know the conquest games are actually really awesome like uh yeah i i have a sentimental soft spot for camelot especially being of arthurian legend which was uh something which i was really uh fascinated with at the time that i played the game so that's um definitely up there uh objectively speaking the robin hood game uh, conquest of the longbow is just one of the best that sierra's ever made to be perfectly yeah. honest um and um here's a funny thing that uh kind of sidestepping here. Uh, Christy Marks did actually say that the second game she was going to make about, um, what was it again? Greek mythology. So it was going to be something conquests of, I don't, I don't know if there was never a title, but she was leaning towards Greek mythology, but um, there was this big popularity of Robin Hood at the time. So uh, she was kind of, swayed over towards making a Robin Hood game and uh, she was a fan of Robin Hood and she I think she even said like she was an archer herself so oh, she was cool. like oh yeah I'll do Robin Hood totally cool that, that and, sweet uh, sweet Kevin Costner mullet sways everyone <laughs> and uh, that I, is about as far as I can really say about that because that's all as far as it really got to as far as I can tell um yeah I feel like I wish I didn't know that now I, I just learned it <laughs> when you said that thing and now it because, yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Those games are – I mean, I I say this hesitantly. They're very underrated, at least when it comes to the games that you think of when you think Sierra. Those games are, are bloody bloody underrated to a degree, and she's she's an amazing designer. I would have loved to have seen those. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So – and, you know, for an adventure game, like how many times do you, does Charlemagne get really pointed out as a uh, as a topic – 
So yeah, it, exactly. it would have been. Uh, it would have been really. Uh, so, it, if nothing else, it would have just been fresh and new. Because you know, there's Arthurian. That's cool. Robin Hood. That's cool. But then, like Conquest of Charlemagne. It's like, yeah, badass. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I, I love games with words in them. I can't spell. Edgy. I dare you to try. C H A R L I. Nope. AM. Okay. You screwed it up. All right. Well, uh, what do you all think <laughs> is the best sequel that never got made? Uh, let us know on Facebook. We have a group and a page. Uh, we're on Twitter at the CG Guild. We're on Instagram at CGG Podcast. We have an email, uh, which is mail at classicgamersguild.com. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, find us on Patreon. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, as always, don't do a sequel or do. We never really got to the bottom of whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> don't murder a series. Yeah, nice. Nice.